Hello and welcome to the Feck It Fun Fabulous and Free Eating Disorder Recovery Podcast. I'm Helly and I'm here to provide regular bursts of information and inspiration, some neuroscience applicable to eating disorder recovery, perhaps a few rants, but otherwise lots of positivity with a bit of a Feck It attitude, some fun and a sprinkling of fabulousness to help everyone find freedom in recovery. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Feck It Fun Fabulous and Free Eating Disorder Recovery Podcast. I'm Helly and I'm here to talk about eating disorders and what I now consider to be an addiction to energy deficit. So recent episodes have been talking about the book that I have just published, which you might not know, I've just published a book. It's called Addicted to Energy Deficit. It's about restrictive eating disorders what they are on a brain-based level, and how you can overcome them. So it's available from all online bookstores from now. So please, if you think it's going to help you, pick up a copy. In this episode, then, I'm going to talk about what makes energy deficit initially so rewarding to someone with the susceptibility to develop a restrictive eating disorder. So if you have listened to the earlier episodes, or maybe you've even been out and bought the book already, then you will know that I now consider restrictive eating disorders to be a powerful brain-based addiction to the body being in a state of energy deficit. And in this way, any behaviours or forms of eating that lead to energy deficit can be instantly alluring to a brain that's craving this end result, your drug that is energy deficit. But what factors contribute to the initial high rewards that the brain receives from energy deficit that then make your brain so driven to pursue more of it? So this episode, I'm going to explore the answer to this question. Well, the first big contributing factor is our old friend dopamine. So dopamine is the key neurotransmitter or brain chemical that drives any addiction. And dopamine is released into the brain when we pursue any goal. And when the goal is achieved, it's released in a much greater surge, creating feelings of pleasure and reward. And that then makes us more likely to repeat the experience for the same rewards again. And dopamine also promotes the necessary changes in the brain's wiring that then makes it easier to follow that pleasurable pathway again. And so then the brain will ultimately form these pathways and this behavior into habits so that it can pursue these rewards much faster with little or no conscious effort required. Now, with an addiction, a person will experience a much greater surge in dopamine from engagement in the addictive drug, which, as I say, in this case is energy deficit, than that experienced from other behaviours or other goals they've achieved in their life. And that huge wave of pleasure results in their brain recognising what caused this dopamine release, labelling it as worthy of repetition and wiring it in to become a hardwired habit very, very quickly. 
And at the end of the day, dopamine release, especially in the wave and the surge that it's released when you're pursuing an addictive drug, it makes us feel great. When you experience a high in life, a large contributor to those feelings, to that feeling of high, is dopamine. And when you first engaged in behaviours that created energy deficit and led on to the development of the eating disorder, dopamine will have been released in your brain in response to that energy deficit you were creating at that time. And that will have made you feel incredible, at least in those early days of the eating disorder. So ultimately, dopamine is a key factor in what made those first experiences of energy deficit as rewarding as they were. But dopamine is not the only brain chemical at fault here. Your brain's natural opioids are also a big contributing factor. Now, opioids are commonly considered to be substances that people take either in the form of a medication such as morphine for pain or diazepam as a relaxant, or in the form of drugs of abuse like heroin. But our bodies also create their own natural opioids, which are called endorphins or enkephalins. And these are released to help alleviate pain, but they also have the same effects as the drug forms, stimulating feelings of pleasure, even feelings of euphoria and reducing stress. And natural opioids create these effects by increasing the release of dopamine, which, as stated earlier, has a rewarding and reinforcing effect, driving habit formation, and ultimately can result in addiction. Now, there's long been a theory that both self-starvation, which is another term for restriction, and binging, as well as excessive exercise and vomiting, cause the body to release its own natural endogenous opioids. It's also been found that people with eating disorders have higher levels of natural opioids than people without eating disorders. So it's very possible that people with restrictive eating disorders become addicted to the significant opioid release that's triggered by energy deficit creating behaviours. So overall then, there are high levels of dopamine and natural opioids being released in the brain in response to energy deficit that create initial feelings of high pleasure and reward from the energy deficit state and any behaviours that lead to it. And perhaps one of the most compelling theories as to why a person's brain would have the capacity to develop this reward response and resulting addiction to energy deficit and self-starvation is the evolutionary flee from famine theory to eating disorders. And I'm going to talk a lot more about that in a future episode. But if you want to know more about it now, then it's all covered in the book. So please feel free to pick up a copy. Now, there are also two additional factors that are likely to have added even greater feelings of reward from the initial dabble into energy deficit in someone with a restrictive eating disorder, which then also led their brain to seek more of the rewards created. And these additional factors will reinforce the development of any addiction, increasing the likelihood of its full entrenchment. So the first of these factors 
is when engagement in the drug solves a problem that the person has, adding to the pleasurable response they get from it. So as a restrictive eating disorder is an overall addiction to energy deficit, it means some degree of weight loss has triggered the addiction. Now you could be forgiven for thinking then that people who develop restrictive eating disorders do so because they wanted to lose weight and when they achieved that goal, their brain released a surge of feel-good chemicals that led to the ongoing addictive nature of the behaviours. And that might well be the case for some people but it's definitely not the case for everybody. It might be that someone unintentionally loses weight and because weight loss is valued in our culture, felt good about it. And then that might have even been further reinforced by compliments from people around them. Or for some people, the achievement of goals relating to sports, or expectations to look or behave a certain way from an employer or from a partner is highly rewarding and that then creates the desire for more. And the other factor that can reinforce the development of an addiction is when the brain perceives that the behaviour or substance protects the person from harm. So some eating disorders arise when someone has a problem not at all related to weight or shape. And an example is someone with a true phobia of vomiting. They learn, or their brains learn, that avoiding food intake prevents vomiting. And then with a vomiting phobia, the brain perceives vomiting to be a direct threat, and so it will highly reward behaviours through dopamine release that ensure they avoid the perceived danger. And in the case of someone who's highly anxious or self-critical or someone who has a trauma history, they can find that as they enter a state of energy deficit through eating restrictively or other weight control behaviours, the addictive nature that sets in has a powerful self-soothing effect, enabling them to feel normal. And that can then reinforce those behaviours and reinforce the addictive nature of their pursuit of energy deficit. At the end of the day, there are any number of things that can reinforce the initial surge in dopamine release when someone first engages in behaviours leading to energy deficit. In all cases, the person's brain will have noticed what caused the reward response and latched onto it. As they repeated the behaviours, they became entrenched and incredibly hard to stop even after they had ceased to bring many positive effects and had even become detrimental to the person's life. So if you're listening, it can help to reflect on any additional contributing factors that were present to make the eating disorder so rewarding to your brain when it first started. For most of you, those factors won't be valid any longer but for a few of you, they might still be present and they might actually be factors that now maintain the eating disorder and make it harder for you to overcome until you also address them. So in the next episode, I'm going to talk about the power of rituals around the eating disorder and the addictive drive to pursue energy deficit. 
And then after that, the part that you've all been waiting for will be a much deeper dive into how to overcome an addiction to energy deficit and just what that can look like, what's involved in it. So stay tuned. More episodes will be out very shortly. In the meantime, you know what you have to do. You need to eat. You need to rest. You need to get your body out of energy deficit. And you can do those things. Don't believe your brain when it tells you that you can't. I'm Helly. If you want to know more about me, you'll find me on hellybarnes.com. Please buy the book. You know where it's available on all online book retailers or pretty much all of them. And I will speak to you again soon. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to the Feck It Fun Fabulous and Free Eating Disorder Recovery Podcast. Don't forget, eating disorder recovery doesn't have to be boring and doesn't have to be serious. Now go and grab yourself some food and have a fabulous rest of the day.